Chapter 20 There was only one way for a person to reach the Yerk logging camp by car. They had to drive down the long dirt road that the Yerks had cut through the forest. Jake wanted me to go with Tobias and see if we could spot Ferrand coming in. Jake made some quick decisions. He, Marco, Rachel, and Axe took off, leaving me with Tobias. I looked up ruefully at Tobias. You and me, I guess. I'm always glad to have you along, Tobias said. I began to morph into an osprey. It was my bird of prey morph, and the only thing I had that could keep up with Tobias in the air. Look, Tobias, this has been bothering me. And since, you know, I want to get this off my chest. I'm sorry I got mad at you over the skunk kit. You were just doing what you had to do, I said. I could feel my bones thinning and hollowing out. Gray feathers began to paint their patterns on my arms. I could live off food you guys brought me, Tobias said. I don't have to hunt. Okay, then why do you? I asked, just before my mouth mutated into a beak. Because I'm not just a human. I'm also a hawk. Hawks hunt live prey. Would it be better if I let you do my killing for me? Is it more moral if I eat a frozen mouse you get from some supplier? Look, Tobias, I know all about how nature works. I know about predators and prey. It's just... It's just confusing. I mean, where does right and wrong come into it? Snowy white feathers were growing all down my front, replacing the fabric of my morphing suit. My feet were becoming pale gray talons. I don't know. I guess if I were running around killing animals I didn't intend to eat, that would be wrong. But hawks have a right to live, just as much as a mouse or a skunk. My human eyes were giving way to the incredibly amazing hawk vision. There was some color distortion, because these eyes were adapted for seeing through water. The osprey eats fish. Nature designed them to see fish, even below the shimmering surface of a lake or river. Ready to fly? Tobias asked. I flapped my wings a couple of times. Let's go, I said, trying to sound like Rachel. Tobias flapped his wings, caught a headwind, and suddenly shot almost straight up. I opened my wings and contracted the tireless flying muscles. Flap, 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 and I also caught the breeze. I flapped to get above the trees. Then a stronger breeze came up and I soared high. It's like stepping on a very fast escalator. Zoom! I flapped hard, wanting the sensation of speed. Tobias was ahead of me, and as I flew, I watched him. I watched the incredibly subtle movements of his wings. He almost seemed to be able to move individual feathers. For him, the wind was not invisible. It was a road, as clear as if it was blacktop. As I followed him, I sensed the osprey brain beneath my own adjusting and reacting to the wind. My eyes saw every small detail. They marked each animal, each hole where an animal might be hiding. I saw a bright stream and saw the shadows of fish flitting through the rocks. My osprey had been designed by nature for this, flying high and finding prey, just like Tobias. We flew up and up. The tops of trees were like some bumpy lawn beneath us, I could see all of the Yerk logging camp, and I could see the massive yellow machines that were slicing through the trees like hot knives through butter.
Already there was an ugly scar of stumps, a scar that spread like some terrible disease, eating the forests away. Tobias veered right toward the long, winding road through the trees. I banked my wings and went after him. The stream joined a small river, rushing and bubbling alongside the road. Through the water, through the foam and bubbles, I saw the schools of fish starting, and I could feel the osprey's brain considering the situation, measuring the distances, calculating the angles, planning the way it would skim low over the surface of the water, then lower its ripping talons at just the perfect moment to strike, to snatch a fish right out of the water. I knew that Tobias was making the same calculations as he flew over mice and rats and rabbits and skunks. Tobias and I were two superb, beautiful killers, riding the wind, while our prey cowered beneath us. But he was right. We had as much of a right to live as any of our prey, and we had been designed by millions of years of evolution to be predators. There, Tobias said, a jeep. I looked and saw the vehicle coming down the road. Then, with my amazingly acute hawk vision, I saw right through the windows, as though the glass were the surface of a stream. Three guys, one driving, and one beside him. There's one guy in the back seat, and he looks older. Yep, and on the side of the jeep, it says Dapson Lumber. My guess is the driver and the other guy are controllers. The guy in the back seat is looking all around like he's very interested in what's going on. They'll reach the camp in a few minutes. As soon as we see how this Ferrand guy reacts, we'll know if he's already been made into a controller, I said. How's that? The Yerks have gone ahead with vlogging, I explained. If Ferrand is still a true human, he'll be massively upset. If he's calm, he's already one of them. Good point, Tobias said. What do we do? I mean, if he's a controller already, I asked. I don't know. I guess we focus on attacking the logging operation itself. Really? You know what we'd do if he were a non-human controller? I asked. We'd go after him, and whatever happened, happened. Right? You mean, like a termite? Tobias asked dryly. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean, I said. Look, Cassie, you're human. Homo sapien. Your job is to keep yourself and your species alive. That's all nature wants from you. That's the whole point of evolution, to survive. He sounded angry. We were following the jeep now, heading back toward the logging camp. It would happen in just a few minutes. In just a few minutes, Ferrand would see what was going on, and we would know what he truly was. One of us, or one of them. Survive, I said flatly. That's the law of nature. The number one law. And humans are part of nature. And so are the Yerks, and we're no better than them. I guess we'll have to worry about that one later, Tobias said. Look. The jeep pulled to a stop in front of the Yerk fortress. Ferran flung open his door and jumped out. I could easily see him waving his arms. Even from where I was, I could see the anger on his face. Then, from the building, there came a man. And yet, this man felt wrong. Even from up in the air, I felt a chill that seemed to emanate from him. Him, Tobias said. I knew instantly what Tobias meant. I only saw him once in a human morph, but it's him. 
Tobias said. Visser three.